I don't know if you want to redo the intro <laughs> a I'm, third time. No, no, no. This is... <laughs> We're live. Okay. <laughs> okay. Third time. You know, this is probably a bad idea to report. <laughs> Fourth time. Now I'm in my head about it. This is why we just go. This is why we just go. Cap, I'm trying to tell the people that this is a really shit time for us to record a podcast. Not because of the time of day or whatever day it is, but because we're recording 12 hours away from the last four matches of the Arlington group stage being played, which is going to entirely decide what's going on in group A. So the idea that this is going to be like time sensitive is <laughs> really, really tight. Um, how's your week? <laughs> How are you? My week was good. Uh, since you already started this conversation, why are we recording the podcast tonight, Joey, on a uh, Sunday night rather than a Monday night? So tomorrow morning at 8 30, 30 minutes after game start, I am going to be getting on a plane from Los Angeles International Airport, a.k.a. LAX, and flying over to Arlington, or DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth, and I'm going there to go be at the Arlington Major for the remainder of its existence. I have a... Presumably a, doing some liquid stuff, I have if a you can. badge. I feel like I know where you're going with this because of the fucking smile on your face that people can't <laughs> see on the audio version, but that's okay. I will play along with your game, sir. I have, mm -hmm. I have a media badge that says Team Liquid on it because we wanted to go record a, a vlog video, like something for our dota community at the event we had dennis dennis is is one of our editors he's a big dota guy you've met him he's, he's been all over the place dennis flew out from toronto to los angeles to hang out with us for a week and then flew with the team from los angeles to texas and then for some reason when he got to texas he couldn't record with them anymore maybe allegedly he has COVID. um so oh <laughs> Oh no. So I, who was already planning on going out for like the main event, I was just going to go out earlier and try and film with the team. The caveat, what you're probably looking for me to say here, is that there is a world, there is there is a world that while I am on my airline flight, I almost said my air flight, whatever the fuck that is, while I'm on the <laughs> airplane tomorrow, there is a non-zero possibility that the team plays their last two games and doesn't make it out of group stage. So we're just How long assuming... Is the flight? <laughs> it's like three hours. So so you could actually... You're, you're going to see the games potentially start in the airport. But by the time you land, the series will most definitely be done. So oh, yeah. the entire reason that you are going to Texas in the first place, and whether it's a waste of a trip or not, is going to be determined as you're in the air. So, um, John Lewis, you might be listening to the show. I know you do this sometimes, a.k.a. Tefis, a.k.a. the person who is in charge of all of Liquid Athletics. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. John I'm expensing internet on the flight tomorrow, and I'm watching the games on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was thinking about that. I was thinking, okay, Joey's definitely going to get the internet. He's going to watch the games. Yeah. But how is it going to feel, like, let's say an hour and a half, directly in the middle of your flight, the dead middle, 
you figure out that a liquid is indeed not going to go to playoffs, have been eliminated, and that your trip, your whole reason for going there is now mute, and you wish you could just turn right back around. (laughs) Okay, see, now that is never going to be the case for a couple reasons. First off, I think Mm -hmm. that we're being too negative about the situation because, sure, they could be eliminated, but they could also still be in the upper bracket. It's very undecided. So... You're nodding mm-hmm. like you don't believe that as a possible outcome, but I would say that that is someone who is not <clears throat> keeping the faith. I <laughs> <laughs> keep the faith. <laughs> um, I, l- listen, I had faith in them this morning. I told people I was like, four you know, four people were like, yeah, people were like, ah, liquid's not doing so on. I'm like, yeah. But they're facing up against two of the bottom teams in the group right t- today. They go 4-0 today. They're dreaming. They're they're in the upper bracket positioning easily. Mm-hmm. They go mm-hmm. to a nice 4-0 today. Uh, but then they went 2-2. So oh my, my my faith went out the window after today. So, yeah, you're right. I did not keep that faith. I threw it out immediately. I, I need to make sure that, like, no one is ever going to listen to the podcast on this team, which is not going to be the case. But, like, after the Fanatic <laughs> games, after, after the O2 Fanatic loss, I was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah. What, what, what the fuck's going on here? And then I don't know if you watched, yeah. like, game two against Thunder Awaken, but it was bad. Like, like, I feel as if I can very seldom critique Dota, you know, because I'm just, what, what the mm. fuck do I know? I'm a, I'm a low MMR spectator player. I was watching that and I'm like, yo, True. Matu, yo, Mickey, you're making mistakes. <laughs> I am watching you make mistakes. They're clear to me. Yeah, they, they did a Kerry Slardar Tidehunter. It was, uh. That was some off the wall, off the meta shit that they had going on there. I, I'm not sure exactly what they they got cooking up there on Liquid, but uh, let me just say a draft like that does make me just kind of wonder. They're like too many ideas, you know. I don't know. It's uh, it's an interesting because Liquid on paper should be like one of the scariest teams to face internationally. Just. Like no, no matter what region, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like on paper, that that team is incredibly good, incredibly great at Dota, great people, great Dota players, and uh, for whatever reason, you just can't seem to have confidence in their performance. I on could land. see, they've yeah, been, they've I could been see this online. liquid. Yeah, maybe maybe they'll go really deep at Arlington. Hell, maybe they'll win the whole thing from the lower bracket. Uh, or maybe they'll bomb out here and they'll have a really nice run at TI. Like I feel like that is entirely possible. It just doesn't feel like they're going to go deep at Arlington and do well at ESL1 Malaysia and do well at TI. It just doesn't seem to be the kind of team that they are. And I'm, I, I don't really know why. Let's be clear about but, something, too. If they don't get points they have to qualify for ti yeah and you don't want to have to go through that again no no because also qualifying for ti is a secret that seems to be playing better an enigma that i think is now potentially a team again for real yeah so so i don't want to get alliance (laughs) they're there too yeah alliance is also there Uh uh-huh um i don't want i don't want to be in a qualifier with enigma (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fuck no. that fuck that 
they need to be top eight. They, they, they would probably hope to be top six, I think. But Top yeah. six is a guarantee. Top eight is a guarantee with like an asterisk Sonic um, that like there's a mm. couple situations where it could not be. But, but yes, okay. I... What, today's games are rough. One of the Talon games, I'm like, okay, this is like whatever. That second loss to, to Thunder Awaken, I'm like, oh, buddy. Oh, no. We have to play who tomorrow? RNG? Well, we beat them at the last... We beat them at the last event. Um, uh, yeah. It's uh, RNG, on paper, is the tougher team oh, of yeah. the teams they've, they've been losing or uh, trading to, so... But I don't know. Not, Maybe Ana's not, not going to play. But... Because RNG's playing with Ana. Everybody in Group A, except for like three teams, is playing with Standards, which is also wild. It Fnatic is more TSM than Fnatic. Yes, they are. TSM uh, actually showing up at this major in two different teams and two different successes. Because, uh, I mean, the thing is, is it is two game series. So, like, whenever we talk about these groups, there are a lot of 1-1s. And you have to kind of remember that one ones like if that was an actual best of three, who the fuck knows what the rankings would look like, right? Mm -hmm. Like maybe some of these teams that are going one one with every team would actually be just losing every series, or maybe they'd be winning every series, right? Um, so it, it like you know because it is a two game series round robin, it does make the the data a little bit more muddled, and it does make um, the like just because Fnatic and Entity and these other teams that have stand-ins are doing well in the groups doesn't mean that they're going to be able to keep performing, especially longer the tournament goes. I think mm -hmm. the more likely you're to be exposed for having stand-ins and not actually having your your actual team. Um, but for I mean, it, but right now the story is incredibly great for Fnatic. Entity is uh, second place in their groups so Confirmed. that's four group, group members of tsm yeah yeah group, group b is already over so that's four members of tsm the only person not here is moon meander he's chilling on a beach somewhere in mexico city i saw so you know he's <laughs> uh he's just chilling out watching the major watching his boys uh kick ass so that's got to be a great feeling uh and meanwhile quincy crew has their full roster and qualified with their roster to TI or to uh, the major where TSM did not is struggling out there. So there, there is some, some, I don't know, the, the stand in major, but it feels like the stand in teams are actually doing the best, not the best, but they're doing well. Yeah. I mean, Fnatic stand in OG stand in RNG stand in Talon Thunder Awaken stand in stand in. So yeah. Whew. Uh, you said Quincy Crew, but I think you wanted to say Sonics. Sonics? Yes. I wonder if they're a fan of the Supersonics. Where did these guys come from? Did you know this was an organization? No I idea. I had no idea. I've, I've never seen their name or logo before, truly. Like, not even in passing. And I did... That was my first thought. I'm like, are they from Seattle? <laughs> That's what I was like. They must be from the Pacific Northwest, right? And, and then I was like, "What do they have any sort of like?" It's also kind of weird if you name yourself the Sonic, like Sonics, and that if you have any actual sports ties, mm -hmm. then it becomes kind of weirder that you would name yourself Sonics if, like, you know, some some sports guy is uh, is backing your organization. But yeah, from what I saw, they have like some console game. They they have some console team, but 
uh, they seem like they're a pretty legit org. I've just never heard of them. They've got a bunch of big name sponsors, or at least they've got Intel. So I don't know. I'm I'm interested. Weird. I mean, that can't feel good from their side. They're like, guys, we finally got a team. We want to get invested into Dota. Quincy Crew is potentially the number one team in North America. We're going to go to this major. We're going to make a splash ninth place. Yeah, and they, and they do so by losing to TSM, the fourth place NA team, basically, with Fnatic TSM as a group. So, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of weird stuff going on in this major. I don't know exactly what's going on. I, I don't know if it's... Um, I, uh, SVG and I were talking about maybe, like, maybe part of it is the, the meta, um, where it's very group-up, ball-oriented, and, and you, you want to stay but you also just want to be group up team fight. Mm-hmm. And I think you don't want to take like risks. You don't necessarily want to be the team that is trying to like push the tempo to be the ones like starting fights. You kind of just want to like roll around in your five man and, and outscale the opponent and let them walk into you and try and try and fight you, you know? And uh, that is very low risk, very, I would say easy Dota to play maybe. So that that might explain why some stand-ins are just like slotting in perfectly. It's because you know, like uh, Sableye, for example, like they oh, it's also a triple core like they're tri-core lineups. You know, like all three cores are scaling. Mm-hmm. You know, if one of your cores isn't scaling, then your supports better be scaling. Everybody basically needs to be able to scale and play 30, 40, 50 minute Dota. Uh, and so that also means that there's like you can share the load of responsibility between uh, everybody, which might be helpful for stand-ins as well. I mean, like you could just play offlaners as carries and carries as offlane, like Saberlight's doing. You know, that's not a problem. So I don't know. It, it, it's definitely got to be something about the meta right now and the way Dota is being played that all these stand-in teams are like doing totally fine. It's got to be something about that. It's made it interesting to watch, which I think is the biggest thing for me. Mm, yeah. And I also do enjoy all the one ones that have been happening. It, it's a pretty contested group stage across both brackets. It doesn't feel like outside of a couple outliers that anybody is too above anybody else or below anybody else. I would say, like, truly the outliers is I've watched PSG win games that I for sure thought they were going to lose against three different teams. And Mm -hmm. they're playing, you know, like LGT, and it's awesome to watch. And then Tundra, the opposite story of that, the hard opposite story of that. I think I I had them in my top four. And no, no big real reason. I just, you know, they've been doing pretty well. Threw them in there. Man. They're already eliminated. Harsh. Harsh stuff. And the only reason, yeah, it has been really close. The only reason Groupie has decided already is because they're missing a team. I'm pretty sure. If you added another team in the mix, I think the likelihood of tiebreakers and the possibility, like, nobody being eliminated just yet is is pretty high. Yeah. So uh, both the teams have, like, uh, very close... Uh, parity between like the middle of the group and the middle and the top and the middle and the bottom. There's not like parity from top to bottom, but it does feel like most of the pack can take a game off of most of the other pack. Uh, the only exception really being PSG LGD, who just seemed to be the only Monsters. team who's playing like really great Dota 
it feels like everybody else it's like just kind of strategy wins lgd is outplaying everybody mm -hmm. the only time they really lose a game uh is if they hard lose the draft which i think they did against sonics and then they smash them in game two so you know go fuck yourselves <laughs> <laughs> they would have won that best of three <laughs> yeah yeah i think so but did yeah, you see so, speaking of tundra did, did you see the interview that uh, james banks did with with aui 2000 uh so i was on vacation and mm -hmm. then i uh came home and woke up the next day and immediately started streaming so i mm -hmm. just streamed today the whole major so i basically haven't watched most of the major and then today i was co-streaming it so i didn't actually see any of the content that was going on um hmm. I don't want to... Oh, man, now it's bad form because I brought this up too shit on it. It was so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and now mm -hmm. I'm, like, regretting that maybe I'm doing this because, like, I don't want to... I don't want to knock James. I've never met him and I've, you know, I watch a lot of Counter-Strike stuff, but, like, whew, that interview with AUI was fucking uncomfortable. It was long and the questions were weird and it was long and Aoi did not want to talk and it, it was long. <laughs> and they yeah. didn't edit it they didn't edit it at all um i i feel like that's always such a mistake to not edit interviews at all yeah like, it wasn't um, live it was not live it was pre-recorded yeah. for sure i feel like that's always a mistake i don't think you should almost ever do completely uncut interviews um because i i think sometimes like you're gonna ask questions that are bum questions or sometimes the person just doesn't understand the question mm -hmm. Uh, or they'll they'll be thinking about something else and they'll go out on some sort of tangent, which might be good, but like you want to have that like actually cut up into pieces. Like sometimes, the, like when I do interviews, sometimes I just have a conversation uh, with the mm -hmm. person about like, hey, like you know, like oh, hey, I asked that question, like didn't really seem like you wanted to talk about. That's okay. Do you want to talk about something else? Uh, you know, or is there a different way I can I can ask that question and make you feel more uncomfortable? Like I think interviews, uh, not live interviews, uh, being unedited is like a really obvious mistake. Yeah, I I felt is really it good. It's I yeah I, I I agree. I think that you know it is like a like a production cost, right? Like because then you have to make sure that you do have an editor for it, and somebody's watching over the ad, and you're getting like it's it it, it adds more complication to the process. But sure. the thing is, but is you that saved you saved on the fact that you didn't bring any of the group stage talent into uh, Arlington. Yeah, except for so the panel you can and pass like on those savings. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's only the people who are going to be there continuously who are going to be casting, right? Um, yeah. So that's that's fun. Um, I guess the I, I I've enjoyed some of the broadcast more than other parts of the broadcast. It really feels. I don't think anybody's ever accused PGL of spending too much money. I don't think anybody's mm. ever been like, "Yo, PGL, I have a critique of you. Your belt, your belt strings, your 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 purse too loose. You guys should tighten up that budget." Uh, <laughs> Cause, cause yeah, everything they're feels... like the opposite of we play, right? Where it's like we play, it's like Jesus Christ, guys! You got like you're just dropping money at the like why? Why are you throwing so much money around? That makes no sense. Like PGL is the opposite in that I think they're very thrifty in that regard. It I think it is showing more and more every progressive event. I think that I think that this Ooh. looks like the cheapest thing that they've done, which is like a bummer to me because I also 
am assuming that it might not be important to anybody and I'm just being like a production nerd or like caring about the graphics or caring about the talent. I didn't notice anything that like really looked like oh okay so I thought the Singapore green screen set was really bad. Yeah, that's that's really there, hard to I make don't look good. I haven't seen anything like that that was as bad as the Singapore set. I the thought Sing- that one was really bad. The Singapore set I, was I rough. I haven't noticed anything bad about this. Uh, I know there was like audio problems and stuff like that, but there's uh, been audio problems. I think in every game I've watched, there's been like audio and encoding problems in almost every game that I've watched, um, which is rough. And like like the actual venue, fine or whatever. Um, but like the interviews have felt weird. Like some of the shoulder stuff has felt pretty weird. Um, the graphics package I have like an issue with and this is this is super actually i was gonna say it's pedantic it's not pedantic um it's so fucked up that they take all of the team logos and then one change the color of all of them like okay cool whatever two they have they have fingerprints on top of all the team's logos and now they know they all the logos look distorted you don't just like take someone's branding and then like make it look worse by by applying like a shitty graphic effect to it. Mm, yeah, yeah, I can see that. That uh, that that does seem that does not seem great. Yeah, I mean, I could see like changing the the color scheme to like fit something for like a shot. Like um, like some sort of like like they when they they announce like uh, here's here's all the teams for the major mm-hmm. and something like that. Like I, I get that. Um, I understand the problem that Org's been have with it, but I also think it kind of looks cool when they're all like they all like really fit the color scheme of what you're going for. But yeah, definitely the like filter thing and like yeah, if you're making it look worse. Yeah, that is definitely not great. If everything is monochrome and the same color and it's universal, like that's not my preference as someone uh, from a team um, or from any brand, I think. But like, okay, I can deal with that. That's like an aesthetic choice. But as soon as you start manipulating the actual logo, I think that it just looks bad. It looks bad for everybody. Ours looks like shit. EG's looks like shit. Navi's looks like shit. Most of these teams' logos just look bad and incomplete. And like, that's no longer our our like word mark anymore. That's no longer our brand mark anymore. Um, sure. And generally, it's just bad practice to do that with companies or teams or anybody else. So, I mean, I, yeah. It's even more questionable when you, uh, when like a team has a brand, uh, like their logo and stuff is like slotted into their branding as well. Mm-hmm. Like OG, Red Bull mm-hmm. is, is directly on there. I'm sure Red Bull isn't super happy with something like that. PSG LGD is another good example. So... Yeah, I, I guess I could see that. Yeah, uh, and all in all, I mean, how do you feel about it from a talent perspective? Watching it out of curiosity, I feel like I can get really in trouble here. I mean, <laughs> I will say that from my perspective, watching it, it does feel a little empty. Um, in that, I think not having uh, certain names. I think like not having Owen, it just it just feels kind of weird. Like Owen, like you shouldn't have to have every caster at every like a certain caster at every single event. But like not having Owen and Shiver and Fogged and like there there are some some names out there, you know, that aren't me. That mm-hmm. I, I think like 
definitely could have rounded out the the roster and made it look like when I when I'm watching when when I'm like watching it. Uh, maybe this is just like my own bias or something, but like the the people and, that I see that I'm like ah oh, like this is this is like the good shit you know like this is what the the major is about it's like when i see lyrical and trent you know they're like, killing it they, they've casted ti's they're killing they, it I, yeah i think they're doing a good job i think lyrical has gotten like really good as a play-by-play i think he just improves every year and he always impresses me um the fact that he's able to keep that up i think that um like like I oh, okay so I think Sunsan Jenkins is a good example uh, of that in, in that like I think they're a really I think they're a good duo I think uh, it's fun listening to them and stuff but I don't necessarily feel like um, that's like ah yes now this is a this is a major you know like because if it was Sunsan and Cinderin, I would feel that way and if mm-hmm. it was Jenkins and like maybe Moxie or something maybe I would feel that way but like them together doesn't feel that way. Um, and I think um, the hosts are actually a really big deal for that. And I actually really like Nat as a host. And I think she's going to be like, I think she'll be able to compete with Sheever. Like, you give her like a year or two. I don't think it's anything to do with her technical ability, actually. I think it has everything to do with her just building up her brand in Dota. And like her just being like more integrated into Dota and the international scene. And just like, I think you'll feel like, ah, yes, like that's one of our best hosts. Um, but the combination of Nat and Sagedine feels like, um, it, it's just, you know, it just doesn't quite feel like major, like, you know, like I, Red Eye always brought this gravitas and like panache that was like, ah, this feels like a grand event, you know, I don't really feel that out of any of the, when I'm like just watching the, the thing. Cause I watched some games while I was on vacation, but. I watched a bit of the broadcast. It feels like an interesting choice to bring to... I mean, I, I don't want to disrespect Nat by calling her a rookie, but, like, big picture, like, like two rookies to be your your cornerstones. Yeah. Uh, if I can give positive feedback, uh, I think Sheep is doing a great job. I, I, I think yeah. Sheepo on panel is so bringing the energy that is kind of missing from the panels... Uh, and and she's really, she's really bringing the energy. She's super bringing the energy, and like it's 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 entertaining. What she's saying is poignant, and I I think that in addition to Nat, like like she is she is growing by leaps and bounds on that desk, and like I'm super duper happy for her. Um, yeah, Nat yeah. Nat Nat and Sheep together is like a really really nice uh, panel experience. I think I I think they they match each other pretty well because like they're friends off camera as well because they spent so much time in the dpc mm-hmm. and i think that that's also another thing the dpc is like grinded it's like a grind you know like day in day out you're doing the panels together you're getting better at your craft so i think like technically they're they're both really good uh, i think it's like literally just something about the atmosphere and gravitas um that's like a little bit missing but i was just curious if you felt that that way at all um yeah, it, it it feels like like a little dry sometimes. Mm. Um, and like I I don't know how to like really give that feedback without being like you know, gods isn't super high energy. Some other people on the panel aren't super high energy. It doesn't feel it just it's just like people talking about Dota like kind of monotone. 
Yeah. It might be just be a groups thing as well. It's like uh, like playoffs is always more hype. So this like all this feedback could be entirely mute, uh, moot by the time we get to the the playoffs. And like, I don't know how much the production is going to change in that regard. I don't know if there's going to be a different desk or anything like that or different shots. But uh, the the crowd will be there, and it will like I think that is actually a better test of of that Jake sort will of be thing there running around talking to people. Yeah. It'll be a thing, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so maybe that maybe that's just. Uh, Maybe that's just my my uh, incorrect read because it's group stage and uh, playoffs is really where it matters. But definitely, uh, I definitely feel like it's missing something or somebody. Tell it to Liquid. Playoffs is what really matters. So please perform Ooh. tomorrow. <laughs> I. I know we like lightly touched on some teams and some of the groups and what's going on. I do think that it might be worthwhile to like lightly go around the horn and maybe I just want to talk about like, you know, Aster and EG. Um, EG almost got eliminated. Was that? That feels like a surprise to people because I also saw predictions on Twitter and a lot of people are like, it's America. Of course, EG's going to do well. And that, and may, maybe that's like, that, that's buying into the meme a little bit, but their games were not crisp and they almost yeah, got knocked I out. Think, uh, I think that uh, I definitely didn't have them in my top four. I didn't put them there for the last major either. Um, but it does feel like they have rounded a corner and I think they're actually going to be good. Uh, the question, the, the scary part is, is that they're going to start in lower bracket, but I could see them making a very long lower bracket run here because um, I actually think that they have figured out how to make their roster work. I think that has been the problem is that they, they have been super talented, but they don't know how to make their roster work. And now it actually does feel like that way. It I would not like, want to play them in lower bracket. Like I, yeah. I would not want to play them in lower bracket. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I think they're giving Nightfall uh, some some really good Nightfall heroes, and they're letting him carry from the offlane. Arteezy is not picking hard carries, uh, or rather, EG is not picking hard carries for Arteezy. I don't know if he has the... He's calling this out, but, like, you're not seeing Terrorblades and Dusas, right? You're seeing active playmaking uh, carry heroes for him, and Nightfall is getting, like, these Razors and Dawnbreakers that actually do damage, and it fits right like eg this like greedy offlaner choice of nightfall was like very questionable but like og makes it look fantastic so there's no mm -hmm. reason that eg can't make it work either and it does feel like they have figured that out it does feel like i, I don't know if it's just like the right mix of heroes or if it's something about playstyle. i'm not good enough necessarily uh, to be able to like say exactly what it is on EG that they they changed, but it feels like to me that they are now an OG team. It feels like they are scary in that all three of their cores can carry the game, whereas before it felt like all three of their cores, or at least their two sideline cores, were trying to carry the game, but it wasn't possible because they were not syncing. You know, they're mashing up against each other. <laughs> Like they, Nightfall was taking up too much space and nobody was doing anything. Uh, but now it feels like they're actually playing like OG. So I think that they, they are going to be super scary. But yes, day one and day two did start off pretty questionable. 
Which is just their motto at this point. Like, so much of the fact that people call this yeah, out yeah. tournament after tournament. Like, ah, it's fine. Stay one, stay two. But when you're a game off from tie-breaking into being eliminated, like, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. yeah. And they're going to match up against um, either Entity, I think most likely Entity, or because I think Group A is pretty scary. But Entity... Uh, or the other option is like Outsiders, OG, RNG, like one of those teams. Um, so um, it is, they could get eliminated in the very first round. Uh, that is a very real possibility, but I think they look so much better as a team. I don't believe are. that Entity is as stellar as their record believes it to believe. Yeah, I mean, uh, Group B already has this like weird thing about it where there's just a team missing um so like you just adding like if you put in an og or an, an rng or something in group b like how what how does that change things you know that could change things really dramatically if just like a really solid team was in there mm -hmm. um so yeah i would kind of feel similar um i think entity is also coming into it where they've got this like i think storm stormers fucking owning right now and i think if they do go far in this tournament it's going to be off of the back of him because uh, he is absolutely destroying kids. It's uh, it's cool to see. I think this is his first. Uh, I mean, it's his first major. I'm pretty certain. I think it's his first big LAN. Um, it's cool to see that he is performing uh, on that LAN. I think he's doing great. So, yeah, like he doesn't have a tier one achievement or like even marking in his Wikipedia page. And if you look at his yeah. his teams, it makes sense, right? It was like Creepwave, Hellbear Smashers. That's like it, right? So, sometimes yeah, he, you gotta he played in the Saudi Esports Federation Cup Season 1 is his highest prize pool win. Everything else is online tournaments. I have no idea if that Saudi Esports Cup was a LAN, you know? So, this could be his first LAN period. I, I have no clue. But uh, it is cool to see new player coming in and kicking ass on, on LAN. I think that makes him way more valuable, right? Like, I, I think there are plenty of players who, like, online in their comfort zone play fine. Uh, and they can even be great, but you need to be able to show it on land. So I think Stormstormer, no matter what happens to Entity here, I think uh, he's got a bright future uh, ahead of him because of this performance. What do you think happened to Navi? Um, I mean, I don't really know. Like Navi looked okay, but like the thing is, is that you can't trust these Eastern Europe results. And like them playing against each other for whatever reason, you just can't really trust. Like Navi looked fine in that DPC against Eastern Europe, and it did look very competitive. But mm -hmm. you can't actually translate that into international success. Um, I don't know exactly why. I would have to take more time to to think about it. I guess maybe it's something about the meta in Eastern Europe or something. But um, you just. It's kind of it feels kind of like NA where there's just like there's going to be one team that does well, but the others are just not for sure but yeah that's that's kind of what i was thinking about it from group b i think that you know acer doing well isn't too surprising for me if anything i'm surprised that spirit didn't perform a little bit better because i thought they were looking pretty hot coming off the back of um saudi mm -hmm. yeah and and boom still seems to be as their score indicates kind of middling yeah they haven't really like popped off like i've i've been hoping they would um, they just don't seem to be able to, to perform the the best. I feel like they do not hit their ceiling when it comes to these land environments. 
um, which is a shame. I mean, they're obviously very talented players, but something is just not going right in these LAN events. I'm saying this now. Maybe they'll they'll kick ass in playoffs, but I am expecting like a top, like maybe seventh, eighth, maybe fifth, sixth, but I'm not expecting too much more than that mm-hmm. uh, given this group stage performance by them. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see how Group A is going to shake out tomorrow. People are prob people will probably listen to this potentially already knowing what the results are. If I had to be a predictor person, I think that they're uh-huh. probably I think the group is probably going to stay pretty similar to the way that it is right now, and they'll probably be tiebreakers for the for elimination. Being talent under Awaken and Sonics are going to be eliminated. Team Liquid's going to squeak on by, uh, and then who knows what happens with upper bracket. Those teams that are sounds crazy. about right. That, that, that sounds about right to me. I I think, you know, uh, that sounds about right to me. Sounds about right to me. I really want to go. Uh, I'm really excited to watch the games tomorrow on an airplane. Not anxious at all. <laughs> I am making content at Arlington, no matter what. Like if that True. team gets eliminated, which they're not gonna do, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. If no. that could age poorly, it's not going to. It doesn't matter. I'm I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna have a camera and I'm gonna follow someone around and I'm gonna be like, "Yo, Aiden, what happened?" And I'm gonna go talk to people in the crowd and I'm I'm gonna something. I'm gonna make something because there's not an option to not make something. I'm gonna spoil mm. something for the X amount of Team Liquid fans in the audience. Where I. We have a we have a really cool show coming up on YouTube with with SAP that we put together that I think is going to perform really well, but I don't want to put it on our jank ass broken ass bad for the content main Team Liquid YouTube channel. So we're making a Dota YouTube channel. Nice, nice. That's, that's, good, I, that's good. That's what I've learned from Jenkins. No point in just continuing a shitty YouTube channel. Just fucking make a new one that actually hits the algorithm numbers. We're just making a channel and only putting good Dota content on there. And the first thing that is going to go on that channel is whatever I film in Arlington next week. So it <laughs> needs to be something. <laughs> you know, I'm a little, little sad that I'm not going to be there and... Uh... Could have could have helped you out, but ultimately, I you know I I have this like FOMO right now. But like, if I know event, I would just be fucking sad because it would be another LAN event where I don't get to cast in front of a crowd. Everybody's gonna get COVID too. Really like good. like this is gonna become oh, a yeah, super spreader, I'm sure. So like you're probably staying safe in that regard. Yeah 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 yeah. So so I have a conundrum. I have a COVID conundrum. Yeah. I'm going to Singapore for TI. Okay. Sometime soon I'll get to spoil what that's about, but I'm going to Singapore regardless if Liquid is going to Singapore. Mm-hmm. I'm worried that if I don't get COVID before now and then, that I could get sick on this long trip I am taking. So I. When was the last time you got vaccinated again? So my, my booster was in November. And my COVID okay. was in March. And okay. yeah. so we're going to be seven months out. And apparently the new variant doesn't care very much about, you know, a lot of those things. So I kind of mm. just want to get sick again. 
Don't I, say that. Well, okay. That's that's not what I want to have happen. Is I want the FDA to release the Omicron boosters early enough to where I can take it before Singapore. Yeah. Which means yeah. it needs to come out in like September ish. If not, then like I just want to go make out with somebody who has COVID. Because I cannot get sick going to Singapore, and I cannot get sick for the sick um, vacation that is going on after Singapore. I yes. can't be sick for like three weeks. I need to feel safe from COVID, and I am worried about that. So if I go to Texas I also and like get need COVID, you to not do that because I don't want you to get me sick during our vacation, and I also don't know most of the other people who are going to be in this vacation. So you know, like. You're one of my only people that I know, so you're the social glue between me and other people. Well, we're close to being able to invite. This is just a conversation for us, everybody. If you, if you can just ignore the podcast for a second, first, okay. I'm just just Austin. I'm gonna have a conversation. We're gonna uh, get to invite more people as soon as we know who's going to TI. <laughs> that is true. That, that is the weird part about planning these big. I mean, hell, there's a chance that I know I'm not going to Singapore. There's a weird. What if I just don't get invited to TI? You're I absolutely this whole entire thing. Absolutely <laughs> yeah, going yeah. to Singapore, but the but like we don't know who else we can invite from the Dota scene who's going to be there. Like like yeah. we can't talk to Blitz and Jabs yet. Yeah, <laughs> they might not be there. Um, everybody else is going to super dope and people who are like working on a thing in Singapore. Um, which I'm excited to talk to people about soon, TM. I just want. I, you want to hear about my vacation? Yeah, you. I. I saw a picture of a river, so I know that means you went to go see mom. Yep. Went to my mom's place on the river. There's nothing really to talk about. We just we were just kind of hanging out. I went to go see my grandma. She's uh, she's doing good. She's uh, more more frail than ever, but still, you know, like mentally, she's still like super sharp. Great to talk to, you know. But it's uh, it's you know, it's one of those things. You just see someone just getting older and older, and you're just kind of like, yeah. Uh, it's scary. It's scary. It's scary. I'm just like watching her around. And I'm just. I feel like I'm constantly on edge because I'm like, don't fall. I hope she doesn't fall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, scary stuff. I was actually afraid to ask you about uh -huh. your trip because generally we know each other's schedule, but I didn't know that you were going up to to north, and yeah. I'm like. Oh no! Did like is there like a reason for him to go on late notice? Like is his I mean, mom there was. okay? It was the fact that I wasn't invited to the major, so I was like, okay, I should. I don't want to. I don't like. I didn't want to be. I wanted to use the time, uh, and I hadn't seen my grandma in a bit, and so I figured that was the right time to do it, um, especially with everything that's coming down the line. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now is the time to do it. It was really nice. Hung out uh, by the river, went to the casino, lost some money, uh, and then uh, then the final day happened. We the, uh, the final day was yesterday. We had a late flight, so mm -hmm. we uh, we decided we were gonna go swimming in the river. Me, my mom, Ellie went swimming in the river and stuff, uh, and 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 it was really fun and stuff. And then uh, Ellie slipped in the river, and then uh, <laughs> oh, no. she kind of got swept away a little bit. So she kind of got banged up a bit, uh, but that was okay. And then we uh, go up, and we it's time to start getting ready to uh, 
to start packing and everything. Mm-hmm. So need to shower. It's river water. Might be gross. So time to shower. Rinse all that off. And uh, the water stops uh, draining at some point in time uh, while we're taking a shower. And uh, the that problem had happened the day before, but it was the opposite where it was a toilet that wasn't flowing. Oh uh, no. And water on in the tub ended up like pushing some sort of air bubble along and it was fine. It drained. So I tried the same with the toilet and instead sewage came up through the shower drain. Yeah. <laughs> While you were in the shower? Yes. I didn't even finish actually showering. It was, and then you had poop uh, on your feet. Uh, well, it didn't actually get on my feet or anything. That that part we dodged that part. But uh, I had not actually showered yet. I like I just barely rinsed off. So then I had to go and take the shampoo and and uh, and uh, soap. And uh, I went outside and, and got underneath the hose and took a naked outdoor shower. <laughs> hey everybody! Hey everybody, just a heads up. I'm gonna go take a naked hose shower. Um, cool with that. Yeah, like, you know what? Funny part is, my mom was like on the phone, like trying to get a hold of, uh, of a plumber, and uh, and she's obviously on hold. And I'm like, I open up the the back screen door, and I'm like, Hey, so uh, I still need to take a shower, so I'm gonna take a shower out here. She's like, Yeah, yeah, okay. And she obviously didn't hear what I said, and I was like, No, but like. I'm going to take on, like, a full-on naked shower. Yeah, 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 okay. And I'm just kind of like, I need you to get the fuck away from the backyard. <laughs> hey, can you confirm that you heard me and also go to the front of the house, please? <laughs> exactly. I was like, I just kind of, like, stood there looking at her, like... And then later we had a conversation about it. She's like, wait, you what? You take a naked shower outside? I was like, yes, I told you this. Twice. You're not listening to me. So that was uh, it. Was it was very fun, very chill, uh, nice little getaway. But uh, it did it did end on a, uh, a bit of a couple of disasters. I thought you were gonna tell me you got on the plane without taking a shower and were like gross all no. day. And pe- no, I would. I, I was. I was sitting there going like, all right, how am I gonna get clean? Because I'm not getting on the plane like this. <laughs> Oh boy. Well, I am also going to be clean, not clean and very sweaty because Texas is like over a hundred degrees every day this week. So I'm excited about that. Maybe I'll just stay in the hotel room. I'll have nothing else to do. Yeah. Just as LA is, uh, Oh wait, what the fuck? LA is getting hot too. What happened? I looked at the weather just yesterday and it was supposed to be getting like kind of chill. Like it was nice this week. It was nice this weekend. Yeah. It was like, it was like overcast over here. It was just chill. Fuck. I missed out on that. Mm-hmm. It's okay. GG. You had a good time in the river. True. <laughs> well, we should probably not talk anymore about Dota because everything is going to change for the major in a week, and we will do a show after the major, and hopefully I will talk about the most phenomenal vlog that was ever filmed because I was following around champions all week long with a crazy lore bracket run. That's exactly what's going to happen. Don't ruin my fantasy. <sighs> But before we sign off, can I, ask, can I ask you to pull up a Patreon question from patreon.com slash side for everybody who um, so graciously supports whatever the fuck this is. I'll call it a show, but like in air quotes. 
All right, I'm gonna take one that is not Dota related, and this one is definitely not Dota related. Joey and Cap switch bodies for a day. What are you doing as each other for that day? Thank you, B Brains, who's actually a sub on my channel. Thank you. So I'm gonna go hang out uh, at your mom's house and be like, yo, I'm gonna go take a naked shower outside. <laughs> All right. It's getting a little uh, edible. Well, calm down there. The, uh, I am I am not taking any showers as Joey. Uh, I'm going to be a disgusting boy, and I'm going to keep all my clothes on. Uh, what would I do as you? I don't, I, I, like, I'm not really something, like, uh, I, re I don't do well with secondhand embarrassment. So I don't think I could go run around, like, doing embarrassing things and being like, ha, 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 this isn't me. This is Joey who has to deal with these consequences. I, <laughs> I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could actually do that, you know? Yeah. Um, what Like, what is something fun to do as you? Okay, so what if, if like I eat food, I wonder if, like, do I get your taste buds? Do I get to... to enjoy the things that you enjoy or do i get to eat food but the calories go on to your body so Shit. so like i can go i can go gorge myself and feel really uh, good about that uh, or like I, if, uh, yeah like if i if i'm in your body like i, mm, mm, I don't know <sighs> i mean i don't want to go to work <laughs> sorry joey you play hooky for i don't, don't want to do your job I, i'm i'm definitely calling in sick i don't want to do that uh, I feel like it's just kind of boring. I'm not sure like if there's anything special that I would do. I would probably just play Dota. And well, I mean, you're more famous than I am, right? So, like, really what kind of I'm... privileges could I get if I was walking oh. around as you? We went to the casino and two people recognized me. Two? Yeah, two uh. two two dudes were just at the casino and they were just like, "Yo, are you Cap?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Watch the major. I don't really, I don't really care about that from like an ego flattering perspective. But it is nice when that happens around my family or people who don't know like what Dota is. Mm -hmm. It's like a like a outside validation that mm -hmm. like what I do. Because my parents, like I know uh, the like other pro players and stuff, like they they like get interest in their their uh, their son's careers and they learn Dota and they follow it and stuff like that. My parents are super supportive, but they do not give a fuck. You know, they're way, they're too busy. You know, they're too busy to know what the fuck my, my game is and like what, how, how it works or anything like that. All I know is they, they understand that I'm a play-by-play -play commentator for a video game and that's good enough for them. You know, they're, they're fully supportive. Go for it, son. But like, they don't know what the fuck I do, you know? So when I get like, other outside validation it's like ah yeah see people like what i do so that's cool it it does feel nice <laughs> it it's like yeah see mom i am cool <laughs> regardless of what you think i am at least a little bit cool or more like, yeah, see, I do have a legitimate job <laughs> i would uh if I were you, I would go and I would start a Fiverr account and then start doing like cheap VO for people. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and I, I was just a couple times about starting uh, some sort of Fiverr account and, and uh, just taking whatever work presents itself. But it can, it can only know. be good it feels practice, right? Cheap. It feels like I'm whoring myself out, you know? 
Well, is that because like it could feel like a cameo where like people like who are Dota adjacent could like wrench you out? Because I assume most people would just like I assume there's people who probably are looking for like commentator voiceover for whatever project they're making, right? And yeah. you have a pretty legit claim to that. And I'm sure or like that specifically but also just VO work so and and I can only imagine it'll be good practice for stuff right so, so let me just say I've never idea. been hired for any of those commentator jobs you know that I have I have actually auditioned for for many of those jobs and I have never actually ever gotten one of them <laughs> you're like wait a sec I can't tell if I'm like if I should be like insulted every single time I'm not hired for one of those I don't go looking for it but when like it just presents itself I'm just like Oh yeah, I could do that pretty easily. Like, yeah, that's I know how to do that. And like, I can't tell if like me doing authentic commentating is actually making it bad voice acting, or <laughs> what the deal is. I, I'm not entirely sure. But as far as the Fiverr thing, I the, the thing about it is, is I would want legitimate work. I wouldn't want like people just uh like booking you for being. I, you I don't and want being people like... like pity offering me jobs, and I also don't want people just like. I don't mind the idea of I don't mind the idea of people just paying me just to like say stuff like you know like hey can you wish my cousin a happy birthday or whatever like I I don't mind that concept but I don't feel like it like I want my voice acting to be serious legit you know so yeah, so you it feels wouldn't... like it's not if I do something like that so you wouldn't be opposed to being on cameo. Uh, no, but I don't think I could, like, I don't want, wouldn't want to mix that with voice acting, if that gotcha. makes sense. Two, two different things, like the, I'm, yeah. I'm Cap, I'm going to commentate happy birthday for your friend versus I'm Cap and I want to, like, audition to be a character. Yeah, it's like, I want to be, like, a legitimate voice actor, uh, you know, and, uh, <laughs> simultaneously like it hired so it is like weird like i want my cake and eat it too you know i want to use my connections and my i guess you could call it quote unquote fame the z-list celebrity probably the best celebrity fame, you're like at least a w come on yeah i would love to get some legitimate jobs and connections in the industry via that but i also don't want to like only get hired because of that so i don't know it's just some stupid mental block i have I think a lot of successful entertainment jobs start from a place of nepotism. And that's bad, and what? we shouldn't allow it. How dare you, sir? What do you mean? <laughs> I should say no all the time and never yes. <laughs> uh, so that's what we would do in each other's bodies. Apparently I guess, nothing. I guess it's not that fun. I, I, I'm just going to record some fun VO for people. And maybe go take a Yo, shower. I'd stomp games on your account, though. I, I'd fucking get you some 250 MMR easy. Yeah, and just a couple games. You you can probably trigger the um, like Smurf calibration. True, true, true. And you and can then, ruin my rank. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't have fun playing because of those games. It's okay. I'm doing a good enough job by myself ruining my rank. I'm rusty <laughs> right now. I tried to play Dota today. It didn't go super well. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but actually, real quickly, I, I had a game where I had to play mid. I actually had to play mid twice today. Uh, and I had to play mid, and I played Pango mid. I'm level 25 Pango. Uh, so people are expecting good things out of it. I didn't play the best. Um, 
not my best game kind of mm -hmm. fucked up i got ruined by this uh enemy mid tiny who got like twice the number of last hits that i did in lane really Oof. sucked but uh I, I had some guy be like ultra flamey on me and then the next game i played against him and i had a griefer and he he all chatted talked some shit and then i won three games in a row against him Oh, that motherfucker. I tipped him three times every game. He was silent. He was dead ass silent. He didn't say a fucking word. <laughs> I just kept winning against him and tipping him. It felt so good. It felt so fucking good. I want to hear the story from his perspective. He's probably like, <laughs> man, I had the worst day of Dota ever. <laughs> He's, this trash fucking player he kept beating me because his team carried him. <laughs> Why? I mean, don't start shit if you can't back it up, you know? Like, who talks only talks shit when they're winning, you know? how Who talks shit when you win a game because the enemy team has a griefer? Like, what the fuck? Some guy just ran down mid at minute zero, you know? It was just like, all right, like, congratulations. You won a game that was free. But then the three next games where they were legitimate back-to-back -back games, hey, you got wrecked, kid, you know? Wait, you, you could have at least, like, all chatted when I tipped you and been like, Lamau, plays something other than Zeus, you low-skill trash can, or you're just getting carried, you know? Like, but he was just silent. He didn't say a fucking word. Because he was too embarrassed. Because he was getting trashed. If I learned anything from uh, watching Rocket Power, it was, um, don't write a check your tush can't cash. <laughs>